If you build it, they will come. It's a misquoted uh, quote from the movie Field of Dreams, uh, where Kevin Costner's character is wandering through the, the cornfields and hears the whisper, if you build it, he will come. But it's been used as a way of describing if you build something, they will come in business terms. Yeah, if you build a product, people will come and buy it. We're gonna explore why that's not the case. So thank you for joining me again today. Uh, it's Paul Sweeney from the Business Behind Your Business podcast. And we're going to be looking at this whole idea of why just because you have a product or a great idea for a business, it's not going to be successful. So we're going to have a delve into that. And these are things that we we expect you to think about before you start a business. Now, maybe it's a case that you've already started a business and you're experiencing some problems getting it off the ground, getting some momentum, but it's not too late. Have a step back and think about through the issues that we're going to raise today. And we're looking at what you should be looking at before you start a business. And there's some questions you have to answer. Because just because you have a passion or you're skilled in, in a particular field or your particular interest, that alone's not going to be a great reason to start a business. Just because you are interested in something or like it, that doesn't prove that there is actually going to be a market for your product or service that's going to justify you going into business and being profitable. So what are some of the things that we should be doing? Now, there's a lot of advice out there for people starting businesses, and there's a lot of books being written on it. And you know, I, I read widely, and some of these books have some great information. Some of them are, are very much focused on a particular angle of how you can succeed with a particular startup. Now, Eric Reese in The Lean Startup, which is a quite a good book, is... Um, talking about how the journey from uh, idea through to success has changed. And we are looking at, you know, why are we seeing startup businesses failing? Why are we seeing new businesses failing? Because it does happen everywhere. You know, the statistics is that, you know, 80% of businesses won't be around after three years or, or five years. You know, it depends on the statistic and how much you want to change it to suit your circumstances. But what we see is that startup and new businesses fail. Now, why is that? And I think Eric Reese um, actually comes up with a very good explanation for that. Why is there a problem? Now, the, the, the key problem is that, that startups, or and I'm going to say new businesses, he says startups do not yet know who their customer is or what their product should be. Now, let's let's have a closer look. Uh, often we, we think we know what our product will be and what our customer is, but we haven't done the background work. We haven't done enough research into it. We haven't gone into enough detail and looked at enough different sources of information and, and tested our idea against those different sources. There's a lot more to unpack, but and, and there's a lot of other reasons why businesses fail. But we're going to focus on this one thing about not having your customer or your product known before you start and, and not having a good understanding of them. So, you know, it comes down to this question of, will people buy your product or service? Uh, a couple of years ago, I was working in a voluntary capacity advising or, or being basically a sounding board for people in the startup space. And one of the, the, the people I was talking to had spent quite a substantial sum of money developing a product and an idea, which they were really passionate about. It was right in their field, their skill, their expertise. Problem was that they didn't look at what the market was. They didn't look at who would buy their product 
and then also how much they would be prepared to pay for it. And when we delved a little bit deeper into the question of who will buy your product and how much can you sell it for, it was way below the cost of running the business and all the time that they had invested. They would not have enough customers that would buy at the price they needed to sell to make a profit. Okay, so who will buy your product? Who will buy your product and how much will they pay for it? Does it solve a real problem? You know, and look, we can, we can narrow this or simplify this. Does it solve a problem? If you're opening a cafe, does it solve a problem? People are going to be hungry and you're close by. Well, yes. Okay, that solves a problem. How are we going to improve communications for you know for emergency services people in, in terms of bushfires? I know a guy that came up with a great idea of improving communications by developing uh, a product that can be used in those off those remote locations to boost um, signals, to boost telecommunications, to improve communications with the ground crews in those bushfires. So that solved a real problem, and the price was able to be sold. At, I think at a at a good value to be able to make a profit. So different extremes. So sometimes we we ignore that we, yeah, what we think is a good idea is not necessarily what our customers or potential customers are going to agree on. Your customers also need to be convinced that there's value from buying your product at the price you want to sell. What value for them, how does it solve their question of value? So let's go back to this step. You know, does having a passion or skill equal success? I'm going to say no. Okay, just having a passion or skill doesn't equal success. And, and in um, the hundred dollar startup by Chris Gillibar, he talks about this whole idea of the magic formula. Okay, now I'm I'm not convinced that there's enough to it. I think it's a very simple approach. But he talks about passion or skill plus usefulness is going to equal success. Now, I think there's more to it, and I think I have to agree with Grant Cardone, who many of you will know that I'm a bit of a fan of his, but in his book, Sell or Be Sold, he's talking about this whole idea of convincing your customer of the value before they'll buy from you. You've got to convince the customer. So passion or skill plus usefulness, I don't believe that's a guarantee of success because I can be passionate, I can be skillful, and I know that the products I sell are useful, but it's not a guarantee of success until my customers are convinced of the value that they will receive from buying from me, I'm not going to make that sale. So I think just looking at I've got a skill, I've got a passion, and it's a useful product, that is not going to be a guarantee for success. And I think that's where a lot of small businesses get tripped up and 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 get lulled into this false false idea that they're going to be successful because they are passionate and because they've got a product that, that is useful. Okay, there's a lot more to it. I think you've got to convince people that there is a value to them before they'll buy from you. So I'm a big, big tick in agreement to, to Grant Cardone there. So how do we identify that you're going to solve a problem or create a, um, a value for your customer? You know, we need to know that the problem exists. Okay, I mentioned cafes and hunger. Well, that, you know, there is, it might be a problem of hunger and, and they need something close by and you can solve that problem by selling food to them. But you also need to have a look at other things, like how many competitors are in that, that market. My, my local shops, for some strange reason, had three pizza shops. Somebody decided that pizza must be the, the go, going food in our, in our location. So they opened a fourth pizza shop in the same local. Needless to say, they did not last. They did not survive because there was not a need for a fourth pizza shop 
in our location. In fact, the, wherever three were actually justified, I, I don't know that there are still three there. I think it's back, come back to two. But is there a need for that solution? Are people going to buy from it? Does it solve the problem that they actually have? And will they buy for? Will they buy it from you? Will they pay the price that you need to make a profit? You might have a price that you need to sell it at to make a profit, but the customer is not convinced of the value of buying it from you. They're not convinced that they're going to receive enough value to warrant paying the price to you. So you need to do some more research. And this is where a lot of people starting businesses uh, don't do enough research. Okay, some very simple questions. Does this save your customer time? That might be one reason that a customer will buy from you. Does it solve another problem? And often that's where software comes in as a solution to make a, a, a task possible. It solves a problem. Okay. Does it make their life easier? Well, it can save time in how long it takes to do a process. Yeah. That might be a, a way of convincing customers to buy from you. Or does it add to their esteem, particular products? Is it positioned as value and that customers will want it because it adds to their esteem? Now, that's not something that I'm a participant of, but I know that there are markets for that, and that might be the case. So how do you determine your market? Now, this is where a lot of people just don't go far enough. They they look to their family and friends who, who will often say, yeah, it's a great idea. I think, yeah, you're really good at this. You'll be successful. Uh, but they don't, you know, will they buy from you? No, I don't need to. I've already got this. You've already given it to me. So I'm not going to buy from you. So... You need to go further and look at who your customers are. And there's a lot of places that you can get information about what's going on, who your customers are, what other competitors do you have. You know, your local council will often have the economics department has a lot of statistics available that you can use and information about what's going on in your local environment, in your local business area. You can also look at the Australian Bureau of Statistics uh, Google. Yeah, I, I've put it down number three. Most people think Google is number one, but what are people looking for? What are people looking for? What are the questions they're asking? What are they searching for? You know, what are they searching for on Amazon? What are they looking to buy? What problems do they have that you that you could potentially sell uh, a solution? Are they looking for something as a once-off solution, or are they looking for something that's going to be a recurring issue? You know, are you able to sell to that customer once, or is there going to be an opportunity for recurring sales to that customer? So, use the tools and the resources that are available to you to get a lot more information about, you know, is there a need for your product? Do people want it? Are they prepared to pay for it? And what's the price that they're paying for it? What solutions does it solve? Okay, there's a lot of opportunity to get research and material to support the business case for your new venture. You know, you've got a product, it solves a problem, people are prepared to pay for it, they're going to pay the price that you need and it solves value. And you've got a, a broad market, not just a, a limited number of people. So finding out who your potential customers are. Then, then once you've established that, you can work out how you can reach them, how you're going to communicate with them, how you're going to interact. You're going to use e-commerce, you're going to have a physical store. What are they going to be paying? What are your costs going to be? Can you get supply of the product for the inputs that you need to build them? Do you need staff? Do you need contractors? Okay, How much are you going to need to run this business? How are you going to get paid 
They're follow-up questions which we can investigate further on. But once you identify that you've got a product that solves a problem that people are willing to pay for and you've got enough customers to make it viable, then that's when you start. Okay. And also, the other thing is check out your competitors. Unlike the guy that opened the fourth pizza store near where I live, okay, you've got to do your research before you start. Okay, do your research before you start. It takes a lot of time and money to start up a business, or it can take a lot of money to start up a business, but you're you're more likely to succeed if you do your research and your you investigate um, how who's going to buy your product. Is it going to be um, usable? Is it does it solve a solution? Is there a market for it before you get started in business? So I hope you found that helpful. We're going to be unpacking a lot more about starting a business and the process and some of the things you need to take care of. So we're going to be talking to some business owners and find out their experience of how they started their business and how they how they became successful. We're going to talk to some people who are passionate and skilled and are successful in business. But there's a, another there's another part of that equation there. It's not just that they're passionate and they're skillful. That's not why they're successful. There's a lot of other reasons that build on that small business success, and we're going to unpack that in the coming weeks. So I hope you join me. We've got some great guests lined up. Uh, I'm Paul Sweeney. Thank you for joining me on The Business Behind Your Business. Thanks for listening. Do you have a question you'd like our team of experts to answer? If you do, send your question to podcast at thebusinessbehindyourbusiness.com. To hear more from The Business Behind Your Business, don't forget to subscribe using your favorite podcast player, or you can visit the businessbehindyourbusiness.com website.